So we go to the table and then I see the waiter's kind of making his way. So I have to tell him, I was like, hey, um, unfortunately, I think that we should end the day. Um, I don't remember like verbatim because it was a long time ago. But I just said that I don't think that, you know, we're cohesive or yeah. something along <coughs> the lines of that. Mm-hmm. And he saw that the check came. And um, I think that he was on purpose, like, not eating. So I think maybe there might have been a little bit of a financial struggle or something. Mm-hmm. So I just went ahead and put my card out. And he was like, don't do that to me. Don't embarrass me. I was like, I mean, you didn't order anything. So Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke. And his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. (laughs) It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. He says, Son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes. bar is a friend of mine he gets me my drinks for free and he's quick with a joke or to light up your smoke but there's some place that he'd rather be he says bill i believe this is killing me as a smile ran away from his face well i'm sure that i could be a movie star I could get out of this place Savage Show Podcast. I am your host, John Burke. We got Billy Joel, the piano man, is a classic. 
doesn't matter what bar you go into or uh, what club you go into. When they start playing Piano Man, like everybody's going to sing along. It's such a it's such a great, great, great hit. Anyway, it is a drizzly Thursday afternoon here in Dallas, Texas. It's kind of coming down outside. It does make for a beautiful afternoon. I love I love the rain, but special guest in studio today. You may have seen this one before. Uh, she was on the show previously um, when we did the stream out in... Um, Oh, God, uh, Alabama for the debates. And she's joining me again back in studio. Uh, this time, I think she's going to be able to weigh in a little bit more because I feel like this is something that you're probably a little bit more experienced on. The one and only, the lovely uh, girlfriend, Sheila. So thanks for joining me in studio today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you're going to have to speak up. You're going to have to deep throat that okay. mic, babe. Like, you are so soft-spoken. Okay. You're going to have to, like, really sound off. Should I move it closer? Absolutely. Sound off like you got a pair. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is that better? Yeah, I think so. Audience, how's the audio on this? Is it good? Check, check. Give him a give him a radio check one more time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all hear Sheila? Is it good? Everybody's like, let's check, get check. ready to rumble. It's okay. gonna be a fight. Aww. No, no, no. They're uh, okay. Sounds good. They're saying you're still quiet. Okay. You're gonna have to like really speak okay, up into that microphone. Anyway. Um, I saw on Twitter today, and this wasn't, we didn't even plan this. This was just kind of like I pulled it out of thin air because I'd, I'd seen a tweet series from Matt Walsh and Megan Kelly. Matt Walsh is a conservative pundit. Um, he's very prominent. And then Megan Kelly is the one that did the interview at the debate that we went to. She was the main yes. centered blonde woman there. She's a very, uh, very famous news reporter. Mm -hmm. um, but they got into a discussion on uh, traditionalist dating. Now, I'm going to play a clip for y'all. Um, that I want, this is where the show came from. This is what got them talking here. And this is a clip that's went ultra viral. And it's this young lady and she's talking about how she went from being progressive when she went out on a date with a alpha type masculine man to, well, I'll just let you listen to the clip. I've explained it to Sheila, but we're gonna let y'all listen to it so you can get some context for what today's show is over. So let me fast forward to that real quick and here it is. Let's, let's give it a listen. Hold on. This is from TikTok. I forget what user it is, but let's go ahead and roll it. Guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA. And if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of LA. You know, it's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guys guy is usually not my type. Like I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with like a straight bros bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy. And the thing about a guys guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just it sort of activated something feral in me i'm not gonna lie he went to like another bar and he went he was gonna go to the bathroom so i was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night of course i'm gonna pay for the next round but as he's going to leave for the bathroom he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes here's my card get us whatever <laughs> it might be time for me to get away from all these you know liberal snowflakes on the east side all right so this is this is the video that got him everybody like talking about yeah. or it's it's got everybody like discussing this in depth and there's there's a lot to disagree with here because well 
What did you think of that? Um, childish. I just Why is like that? It was really childish because I mean, clearly she hasn't dated somebody like that before. Um, but I don't think get it that closer. Okay. <laughs> you get to scream into that mic. You're so sorry. There you go. Um, it struck me as childish. I don't think that that should be the only reason why that would let you walk into your femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot more that goes behind it. And yeah. In the past, let's talk about your dating history because you lived in downtown Dallas. Yeah. You you lived in the metropolitan areas where it's a lot of more liberal-esque types of men. What was some of the, the hardships that you went through in the dating world when it came to finding a guy that resonated with you? Um, I think I had a really strong boundary. So as soon as I saw something wasn't in alignment, I would save myself and him the trouble of continuing anything or stringing anything along. But um, I think a lot of it is them not dealing with things that they had dealt with in their childhood or maybe they didn't come from a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could immediately see signs of the way they would treat women would not be in alignment with something that I would have to my standard. Mm-hmm. So it would be really off-putting. Can you give me examples of that? Like how, how um, and this isn't us justifying, yeah, but just how like gentleman-like qualities, like opening the door so mm-hmm. that you can't bring that to a nuclear family. But um, when you're on a date with somebody, you're, you're like radar is going, you're looking for good signs, you're looking for bad signs. And so if I'm seeing that someone doesn't have a gentleman-like quality immediately, I'm like, okay, probably not going to see them again. And that's, that's a problem in today's day and age because women more so feminists want mm-hmm. equality and equality means that we can do everything that men can do. And so in a progressive society, like we see in existence now, traditionalism seems to have taken a, a back seat. Right. But what you're talking about it's kind of like, I feel like a lot of young men see these, these career driven women mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, I respect that, but, and you know, we want to find a woman, but if a woman wants equality, that equals that, that means also paying for stuff. That right. also means contributing to the relationship as well. So the biggest question is, can a traditionalist man be with a progressive career focused woman? I think that someone's going to have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships is you're going to have to find a middle ground And before things start getting serious, you're going to notice that maybe you're going to have a lot of disagreements because someone is going to be want to take their career more seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, It's possible, but it's going to take a lot of work. I think relationships in general are a lot of work. So if it's important enough to you, you need to have negotiations and see, like, what am I willing to compromise on? I think um, being able to meet your partner halfway Mm -hmm. is important. The. So let's first define traditionalism. What does traditionalism in a relationship mean to you? Hmm. I think um, just like the standard roles that men had like in the 70s, like a man being a protector, um, someone that you can fall back on, like a safety, someone you can feel safe with in their arm. But um, So he provides you protection. Protection. Okay, that's one of them. So. for me, I think that someone that would be able to, um, with like religion, be able to lead in that way. So Spiritual look, leader. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking for leadership as well. Um, and I think that men have a really like, it's very difficult because they have all these roles that they have to play on top of being a husband or a father um, and then working and all these. So it's like a juggling, a balancing act. But mm-hmm. I would just say like, for me, I just think of like the 
average man in the seventies. That's what I think of a tra- traditional. Mm-hmm. Probably like, even going back even further. I think yeah, probably even 70s, in the eighties. So. Yeah, I think I think t- it really started to change like in the two thousands mm-hmm. when you saw like feminism. They called it like third wave feminism, where it's women, you know, no longer wanting. Um, you could even classify it as fourth wave feminism. Women no longer wanting equality, but privilege. They want superiority, supremacy in, in, in an extent with most feminists out there. But I want to go back to the traditional things. Mm-hmm. What are some other signs? And I, I, the, the reason I want to do this is for younger men and also younger women right. that are in the dating world to kind of take examples from or just some advice from. Right. When you go on a date with a guy or when you went on dates with men, uh, give me some more green flags you looked for and the things you found attractive about that person. I think that I might have a different... doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's completely yeah. or, so organic to you. For me, what I would do is I would see, of course, how they would treat the staff, um, the type of greeting that he would give me. Um, Going more in depth on that. How so? The greeting he would give me. Mm-hmm. Well, some I've had some people try to like kiss me on my cheek. And mm-hmm. for me, yeah. I don't really know you like that invasion of personal space yeah so i'm gonna need some distance um but then it could be a cultural thing where they're just used to greeting people like that Um, i i understand that because for those that don't know you come from a very very culturally enriched family very traditionalist your dad is persian he comes from iran very very culturally savvy there so in middle eastern culture like a kiss on the cheek Mm -hmm. especially for men that's norm but not when you first meet them. Okay, fair know. enough. But then, but the reason I say this is that when you come to America, though, right. we have our own culture of we're very not handsy. We are not handsy people here in yeah. America. We're like we're just kind of like you know handshake. But that's why I've always even I was brought up with when you meet a woman for the first time, it's always a handshake, a look in the eye, not a squeeze, yeah. but a very so soft. Or if she if she opens up for a hug, then yes, mm-hmm. but certainly not a kiss on the cheek. Right. That's yeah. The, the handshake is a really big thing for me as well. Why is that? I hate it. Well, when you can um, tell a lot about a man or a woman from their handshake, I think women still need to have strong handshakes. I hate when guys like give you the little limp. Oh, God, oh yeah. my God. I hate that. <laughs> so you don't like yeah, that. It's no. like, bro, you better put that back in the freezer and get it hard because I don't know what yeah. the hell that is. I don't know if it's they're like a bowl like of pudding. <laughs> trying to do it for respect or it makes me feel less than a person and I don't really like it. I'm like, you don't respect me clearly. <laughs> Or I, well, yeah, there's a difference between like the limp shake versus a gentle shake. Mm. It's like, don't break her hand, guys. Got, like, I'm trying to read you here. That's what, well, that's you what want I'm that doing. guy to like break want, your like, knuckles? A business negotiation <laughs> one, but like, I want something. I provide money, you provide vagine. We do this. This <laughs> deal is. Yes. Let me know that he's a strong man. He's a strong I mean, man. I don't need to feel like you're like crushing me, but I just want some grip. But if mm-hmm. you don't shake a hand like that, then don't start doing that just for the sake of the date, right? Right. Well, I mean, you can adopt these things to make right. yourself a better, well-rounded person. So the greeting is a big thing for you, yeah. how he holds himself. What mm-hmm. else? Let's, let's keep going um, with this. And then I'm paying attention to how they're treating the staff. I think that's really very important. You can tell a lot by um, how somebody treats staff. And then I'm li- trying to see what they're ordering. I think that's important to how me. Because so? I would like to see that they're open to trying new things. Because not only does that, I feel like it can translate to stubbornness mm-hmm. if um, someone is not willing to explore food options. You're a big foodie. Yeah. I can tell you this for her. She is a massive foodie. Did you feel like I was that way, though, at first? Did you feel like I was more closed-minded to food? I mean, in the beginning, yeah, you were like, this is a strong boundary of mine. No, no, no. The strong boundary of mine, though, is when a woman, and I think this is bred into you people, yeah. I swear to God, this is, I know this is a generality, but mm-hmm. you can rumble check and correct me if I'm wrong on this one. I think with all women, 
when it comes to a dish that they personally really like mm-hmm. and the guy doesn't, the first thing out of the mouth is like, well, have you tried it? And it's like, yeah. yes, I have tried. I'm 39 years old. I have tried this. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that aggravates me is when they keep pushing and it's like, well, you need to try this. And it's like, that's a boundary for me. It's like, don't treat me like a child when I've been on this earth long enough to know I don't like that. And for me to have my likes and dislikes questioned, and I'm not talking about you in general, I'm talking about women that I've dealt with in the past, to have that questioned is an insult to me. Now, when somebody says like, hey, have you tried this? I'll be honest and say, I have not. I'm probably not going to like it, but I'll, I'll give it a try. Right. Absolutely. But I think there's a, that's just, that's a pivotal thing for me. It's like, I cannot stand that because it comes into a nagging category. Right. I think so. for women or the way I see it is like, I enjoy this so much. I want you to enjoy it. Like yeah. I always give you the perfect yeah. bite, mm-hmm. right? With it has like equal ratios. And then I think <laughs> it's like me trying to enlighten the palate or just spread the joy. It's mm-hmm. never me trying to like make you do something right. or force you that, so that can be traumatic what he <laughs> so what he orders yeah how he holds himself handshake treats mm-hmm. the staff what are some other things that you look for when it comes to um, a guy phone usage like don't be on your phone you know that i mean it's, <laughs> don't be on your we phone. we established like prior to this like this is part of my business part of my job i have yeah, to be on yeah. so but i, I get what you're I'm saying. Just saying like i'm not on a date with you right i'm on a date with somebody else oh you mean on the date yeah. Oh, oh, I oh, thought wait, you meant a general. No, 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 no. That's fine too. We're talking about the oh, date specifically. Yeah, that's fine we too. No, no, no. Let's stay on that. Let's oh, okay. on the date itself. So yeah. no, no phone. You. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah, that's really yeah. rude. And then yeah. if you're in the first or like first three dates and you have to be on your phone for a distraction or maybe because you feel something's awkward, like maybe there's not that much of a connection. Yeah. And then I was really big on wasting my time. Like I would in dates early if I felt like it was I know that that isn't that, that no, well that's honest but that's I feel honesty. like my time is valuable everybody like that man's time is valuable my time is valuable I'm not enjoying myself this is borderline torturous mm-hmm. I would rather be home alone can you give me some examples of dates you've done this for because it's oh, always gosh. interesting because and we're, we're not gonna we're yeah. not gonna name drop here but go ahead um so my plan was always now give me examples okay so I'd always I'm gonna tell you oh, okay the bathroom was like my saving grace. I'd be like, excuse me. And so I go to the bathroom and then I contact somebody I know. Are you saying how I would leave dates? Well, I just wanted to oh, hear why? specific dates. Like oh, give me examples okay. of specific dates. That's oh what I was goodness. talking about. So specific dates. Um, one of them was I was at, we were at a very nice restaurant and there was a little bit of a language barrier. Um, I didn't realize that the language barrier was such a problem until I guess we were just texting a lot. And then so we go for the first date and he's talking so loud and oh, yeah. talking with his hands a lot to the point where it's moving the table. And so I'm just like looking around and I'm like, I'm just mortified. And he has a really heavy accent. What was he? Middle Eastern? No, no, no. What was he? I was Brazilian. Brazilian? Okay. Yeah. So they're very animated. They're very, yeah. 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 And he was just like very, very loud. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, he just had some trauma going on like within. This is on the first date? 15 minutes. He's like telling me about why he left Brazil, which was like for a job opportunity, which is fine. I'm open to hearing that. But then he starts talking about his relationship with his mom. And then it's just like huge red flags, right? Very traumatic um, things had happened to him. And so he's like reliving his childhood at this date. Yeah. That's a big no go. Yeah. And so I'm just like, why is that such a turnoff to you, though? Because um, (coughs) I have put so much time and effort into healing. Mm -hmm 
myself because everybody has traumatic events. Everyone has to heal from something. And I knew I was at the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to start dating. So I took like a year and a half or more. Well, yeah, maybe a year off from dating. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to see this. And then when I see people that haven't put the work in or that still need massive amount of healing, I just know I'd, I'm not signing up for that. I did my part. And if my partner that I like have chosen needs help, of course, I can like usher their, usher them through that stage and help them. But if this is a beginning stage, I wouldn't dare waste yeah. my time. Like mm -hmm. it's not. I want to go back to what you said there. Cause I thought that was very interesting. You talked about how you've healed yourself and you did your part. Mm -hmm. I feel like with men in general, that's got to be one of those things that if you're not ready to lead, if you're not ready to date, if you're a traditionalist man, right. you shouldn't be dating. That or I think if you still have your seeds to sell. Like yeah. for me, I wouldn't date anyone. I think that you would have to be at least 34 to, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like you still have so much lust for the world. Mm -hmm. um, you have to so many things to experience. And God forbid you put yourself in a relationship and you still have these lust. Yeah. You know, like get that out of your system. Don't hurt that like woman. Um, I think the level of loyalty that I require is just like, I want to make sure that person has experienced enough of life mm -hmm. to where they get to the point with me that they're not um, still yearning for that. The original date with the Brazilian gentleman, how'd that end? I left. How'd you leave? <laughs> Um, okay, so I like gathered myself in the bathroom. Do you want the quick story? Oh, no, no. Let's okay. hear it all. Let's hear it all. Go to the bathroom, and then I'm just, I text my cousin, and I'm like, hey, call, if I don't call you in five minutes, like, call me. And then I'm, like, waiting by the, I always use the bathroom as, like, my hype room. Like, you got this. You can do this. Mm -hmm. So then I, like, I'm kind of, like, in the doorway. I'm looking for the waiter. I see my waiter, or I see one of the waiters, like, hey, can you have my server bring me the check? Mm -hmm. And, um... I kind of feel bad about this one. So we go to the table and then I see the waiters kind of making his way. So I have to tell him, I was like, Hey, um, unfortunately I think that we should end the day. Um, I don't remember like verbatim cause it was a long time ago, but I just said that I don't think that, you know, we're cohesive or yeah. something along <coughs> the lines of that. Mm -hmm. And he saw that the check came and, um, I think that, he was on purpose, like not eating. So I think maybe there might have been a little bit of a financial struggle or something. Mm -hmm. So I just went ahead and put my card out. And he was like, don't do that to me. Don't embarrass me. I was like, I mean, you didn't order anything. So I mean, he ordered like water. And then um, I think he just ordered water. That was another thing. He wasn't eating. He mm -hmm. was going to have me eat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, awkward. That's weird. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> maybe he's just into that. It's like I like watching you eat. No, he said it was because he was on meal prep. But I don't believe him. You know, because he wasn't drinking. I get it. If you're on meal prep, I don't think you should be dating then, because that is not the package you want to deliver right. to somebody. If like you're was like meal prep as far as like he's prepping for a show. Um, but if, like he was a fighter, so he was uh, prepping for that. Oh, so I was just right. like, I get that, but I also feel like if you're on a date, then you she shouldn't be the only one eating chicken that. There. Yeah. Chicken and rice. Yeah, that's but then awkward. If you're like really about it, then they're like, they cook with oil, they cook with butter. But he didn't say any of that. And right. I also feel like if I would have had some mental preparation that um, that you weren't going to be eating with me, then I would have just said, let's meet for drinks, drinks yeah. or let's <clears throat> coffee or something. That leads me to the next thing. First date locations. Give me some yeses and nos. Chili's. Be honest. Okay, no. No, not okay. For me. Why? Because I, I'm all about ambiance, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, like, for dinners, 
I'm not a fan of dinners for dates. I think I've learned that. Interesting. Why? Because now I have to go through the awkward if it's not um, working. And then it's like I have to leave them. So let's go for something shorter. Okay. Gotcha. So your initial first date, you would say, if I was to say on our first date, hey, would you like to go grab a cup of coffee? Yes, I would do that. I've done a coffee house. Now, when it comes to drinks on a first date, I'd be leery on that one because I don't want to bring in alcohol to say like, hey, let's go have some drinks. Let's have appetizers. Yeah. So you think appetizers are better? Yeah. Would you like to go have some appetizers? Yeah, and that way no one, I think it puts a lot of stress off of both of y'all, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm not obligated to a certain time frame. If things are going well, we can actually have a meal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, or you can have a dessert, mm-hmm. you know, and then the option for drinks are there. Mm-hmm. Because I think whenever a guy has been like, hey, let's go for drinks, I immediately am a little off put by that, but like, mm, I'm not trying to like have happy hour with you. Just because you don't, maybe it's good to see how someone reacts to alcohol like early mm. on. <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I had this one guy, um, we were at this nice Italian restaurant and he'd slam like three glasses of wine and I'm like, Am I that bad of company? Like, <laughs> why are you getting hammered? Right. You know? So, um, and then that was before the appetizers or yeah. like the appetizers had just gotten there. So I think that when I was in Dallas, I, I dated and I was just, cause I was looking for my person and it just made me realize like, okay, I almost have it down to a science. Like mm-hmm. I will not do this. And it's just like you, it kind of, I'm not trying to generalize men, but you start to learn certain qualities and then you're like, I've recognized this pattern or this person before and I'm not going to subject myself to that again because I've already learned the lesson and mm-hmm. life is just like full of lessons. So why continue to learn the same thing over? Yeah. I think, I think it's uh would you say, would, would it be, would you respect a guy who asked you on a date and y'all get there? It's like, Hey, look, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Let's start with, uh, you know, some coffee or an appetizer. And if we like each other, then we can agree to dinner. And if not, then, Hey, let's not waste our time. Would you, if you feel like a guy put it all out there, yeah. or is it one of those things that doesn't need to be said? He just needs to take charge. Yeah. Just take charge. Okay. I think indecisiveness in a man is very, <clears throat> um, unflattering because a- women are very indecisive yeah, and you've like got to have a dude in there that says, look, you know, make a decision. My yeah. hand to God. How yeah, often are you on time? I swear to All God. Oh, but don't you, you, is this where you want to be when Jesus no. comes back? You want to be lying like but that? No, I've gotten so much better out of respect for you. <laughs> this woman, it's like, I have to back everything up 30 minutes and give her the wrong hit time because if we don't, she's not on time. She's getting ready. So, which I do appreciate. Um, I want to talk about on a first date for me, for mm-hmm. things I look for in a woman and it's how she holds herself. Is she, her body language, her posture. Um, I, I like how you brought, that, brought up like the animated side of that guy. If a woman, I'm not against it, but it's like there are, I think, so, certain social protocols that if you're going to be very loud, very boisterous, mm-hmm. the environment's got to match that. Yeah. If you're in, say, for example, a nicer restaurant, um, clearly not. And I don't, you know, our first date was at the Rustic. The Rustic, and we, we just met, actually, what we're meeting for? Dinner, I think. Yeah, yeah right. it was a rustic. It was a very public environment, um, a good place for conversation in the heart of downtown Dallas. And then um, <clears throat> the things that I look for, though, is mm-hmm. the way she dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, how does she hold herself, her body language? Um, th- those are all like signs of the, the total person. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're peeling, peeling back layers as you go to where you actually truly get to know somebody. Right. Um, so then... We talk about the first date. What are some other things that carry over into a relationship then that you like as far as a traditional man versus a more progressive man? 
I just think that um, it's really important for my partner to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've been in situations where I thought I was dating an alpha mm-hmm. until, and then he was like the alpha of his group mm-hmm. until we get him around other alphas. And I'm like, and I see him catering to them mm-hmm. or not standing up for himself. And then I don't want to emasculate him, but it's disrespectful to disrespect my partner. Mm-hmm. So if you can't stand up for yourself, then I'm going to have to stand up for you. That's how and I And that felt. shouldn't be your role right. either. Because if he can't stand up for himself, why would he stand up for you? Right. Yeah. So um, just like certain social situations to be able to stand your own, mm-hmm. to be able to walk in. Like you, when you walk into a room with your partner, you want to feel like equally yoked that y'all both can handle the situation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very uncomfortable when you're, doubting if your partner can handle that type of like social environment Mm -hmm. whether it's something as simple as a dinner party or if it's like a business situation Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense there so just um being able to hold your own so you saw guys that just wouldn't defend themselves yeah and i think it was just like a i don't want to say class situation but Maybe he subconsciously felt that they were better than him. Mm, intimidated. Or, yeah. yeah. I um, At one point, like towards the end, I remember being like, oh, you're a jester. Like you're a straight clown because mm-hmm. I would never, I don't care how much, like I'm not counting someone's pockets mm-hmm. and I would never allow anyone just because they ha- had a better like financial setup than me to talk to me or treat me like that. Mm-hmm. And then at some points I just felt like he was there for entertainment purposes. Damn. So I was like, this is embarrassing. How long was that? How long was what? The relationship. Oh, um, like seven months. Oh, wow. But I didn't see that. So this, uh, this, this was, was like, long lo- yeah, yeah. So oh, it was long distance. Yeah, he was in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I would go there on the weekends or we'd go camping or whatever. And so I would see them. I can't picture you camping. Yeah. I would go off-roading all that. Um, off-roading's different because once you're done off-roading, uh, you can go shower and clean off. No. I just don't see you sleeping on the ground. Oh, no. We were in the RV. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. That's I knew it. Camping. That's not camping. That's glamping. If you're in an RV, that is glamping. That ain't camping. Camping is you're in cold. the... It does, oh, my. The water's cold at the gym. Are we camping now? Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, I can't see you sleeping on the ground. I think you'd love it. No. Why? I think if we went camping the right way out in Mother Nature... Uh-huh. And I don't mean like sleeping on an uncomfortable ground. We could bring like pads and stuff like that. No, I did that in, in Peru. Remember that hike I did? Oh, yeah, that is yeah, true. I Fair enough. You that. did. Yeah, you did do that. I that can, is true. I can do it. This is the uh, the hike that we wanted to do. You've already done it. It was. Tell me about that. That's That was interesting. So that was, um, I believe, like a five day trek. And we hiked through. A portion of the Andes Mountains. This is in Peru? Yes. And then um, we got to like peaks. I saw an avalanche. That was really cool. And then um, through the Amazon and then up through Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. So it was um, strenuous, but it was a lot of fun. And you just had to push yourself to a different level. Would you do it again? Yeah, I would. I would. But there's Wainu Picchu I want to go to, Mm -hmm. which is across from Machu Picchu. It's more difficult. They actually call it the stairs of death. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's higher, mm-hmm. a lot higher, too. We were supposed to go to Machu Picchu, but one of us wound up with food poisoning and we're peeing out both ends oh. and we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. That was me. Oh, that was me. Um, let's talk about other first dates. Let's talk about, okay, so say there's a first date. Uh-huh. So the advice that we'd give to younger men 
as far as asking a woman out is mm-hmm. basically saying, hey, let's meet for appetizers or let's meet um, for coffee. Let's make give her the option. Yeah, or even, I don't know if the girl is athletic, right? Let's like take into consideration of that. But I would say something like rock climbing. Mm, no, kayaking. I would say no. Really? Not on a first okay, date. something you can bond over, right? Like a but, but hold, but, but with Mini that golf. though. Mini golf? Something fun. Remember that? But then, but then, we're, so this is a first date, though. Okay. But then we are back into that situation of the same premise of dinner, to where if you're oh, at mini golf, long. we're playing, we're playing nine holes. One round. No, <laughs> that dude ain't paying. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know if I do something physical because the whole mm-hmm. intent behind the first date is to get to know them. Okay. I think the yeah. first date is like it's a job interview. It's mm-hmm. like, do we click? Do we have that je ne sais quoi? Are we going to be on the same page right. here? Then I think a second date, maybe dinner. Then a okay. third date, if it's working, then it'd be something physical. Let's go do something physical. Let's go have some fun. Okay. I think, would you say that's fair? Yeah, because second date, there wouldn't be a second date if the person wasn't interested, right? So dinner mm-hmm. would be a good. And then you can see, like, are they, how they chew and stuff like that. No, no. These things matter. These things yeah. do matter. Um, uh, yeah. Those that... Uh, they're smacking. They're smacking. Yeah, they're very, um, I don't know, they're not attentive to you. They're very hyper-focused on themselves. I get that. I Have get that. Have you heard of the YouTube kids or the iPad kids going on dates? And so I've seen a couple of videos of kids that were raised on iPads. Um, they're so used to having their phone uh-huh. while they eat. So they'll put on a little video while they're eating. Stop. And then just cut it off as soon as they're done eating. Are you serious? Yeah. So no, this is not a real thing. No, seriously. It's a younger generation. That's a stupid generation. Yeah. So they literally have to have a movie playing while they're eating. Yeah, I get that. Like if you're at work or. Oh, yeah. yeah. On a date, though. A like, date. no, 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 no. I want to go back to what this woman was talking about, though, how she said she fell back into that feminine role when he was paying. It's so stupid. It sounds like it's very narcissistic. It sounds yeah. like it's in your mind. All a guy is good for and talking about her. All a guy is good for is for paying for you. So Matt Walsh and Megan Kelly got into it over this video and Megan Kelly's like, you know, career focused women have a lot to bring. You know, we like men taking care of us. It's like, that's fine. But you as a progressive woman, if you want a man to take care of you financially and stuff, what are you doing for him? Because you're not at home. You're not cooking. And she even says in the tweet, she's like, you know, we don't have to cook, but, you know, progressive or like career oriented women are, are fire. It's like, okay, I'm not saying they're not. If you're a progressive man that basically doesn't want home-cooked meals, doesn't want a clean house, and it becomes a partnership. I understand that. But my thing is, you cannot be a progressive woman mm-hmm. and expect to land a traditional man. No. I, I don't think He's you can. not going to put up with that. Hell no. But, like, I do understand, like, women wanting their own career. And oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not against that, yeah. And their own money and all that. But it's also, like, you, it's very, very difficult to have both. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able, my advice would be that um, you would have to be able to flicker in between two different people of yourself, two different versions of yourself. Work mode, as soon as you go home, you need to be able to like flicker into kind of more femininity. Mm-hmm. That way your partner doesn't um, associate you with the heaviness of work, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you, you have all these stressors. Yeah. And then if you're adding children on top of that, it's just a very difficult role to have. Very yeah. challenging. Like how can you take care of your career and then after working from, let's say, eight to five, come home and cook and clean and be a mother and be a wife. It's difficult. Oh, it's yeah, challenging. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, <clears throat> we, we talked about um, oh, I just had this this thought in my head, this question. Um, 
It'll come back to me. It was essentially, um, well, no, here it is. Women in today's society mm-hmm. are, they have to be earners. Like you left your parents' house, you got your own apartment, you got your own career. You have to take on a masculine role. Right. You have to go out right. there in the man's world and compete against men, against other, also women to be successful. And you were doing that. Uh, did you enjoy that? No. <laughs> <laughs> You can be honest. It's fun. Why didn't you enjoy it? A part of me, like whenever I took on that role, I was like, okay. So I think because my background, it was a little different because what my dad told me in my life would be, I soon realized that it didn't unfold to that. Mm. So I was like, okay, I got to get into work mode. Let's go. So you're hungry, right? So that part, that was cool to be able to see myself rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. to know like, oh, I can provide for myself. I can do this. I don't need to rely on anybody. And it makes you stronger in your decision um, with your partner too. Just knowing that like you don't have to put up with anything because you know that you have it in you to, Mm -hmm. if God forbid something happens to go out there and get it again. But then things starts getting very tedious, you know, then you want more. You want to be able to provide more for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to, do different things so this requires you know more finances so you work more um and then next thing you know all your life is work right Mm -hmm. well for me it was working gym work gym um and then so it it just became a lot to kind of juggle and when you start introducing a partner into that you're wanting to show up as the best version of yourself so it was challenging, but it was doable. What do you think that did to your personality, though, as you stayed exposed to that type of world? Mm-hmm. How do you think, what do you think that did to your femininity? As I... As you as you continue to go out into the workforce oh, and uh, as you spend oh, more yeah, time... it diminished. It diminished your sure. femininity? Right. And um, I think it was... It diminished, but then I was able to know that femininity is something like deeply rooted in in me um but i mean i guess it's in every woman something you need to be able to tap into some people have to reawaken it what is femininity to you in your words um i would it's layered i would say that it's the ability to just have poise to have grace to have a calmness to have a peace about you like an unshakable peace about you to be able to share that peace with others nurturing yeah and very nurturing um i would say to not be like divisive. I feel like some people are extremely divisive. I don't know why that came up for femininity, but a gatherer to be a gatherer, mm-hmm. um, a nurturer, something like that. Do you think men can display these qualities? Yeah, I think that they can. I think I know men that do act in their feminine role. What does that mean? Uh, I think <clears throat> that they let things bother them, like little tedious petty details of other people bothering them and in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter I, i'm so glad that you brought that up because there's been times where you and i've had conversations and i tell you about people it's like i don't give a crap what they think about me it's like it has no bearing on me whatsoever mm-hmm. and i know that there's a lot of people i think that's I, I used to be that way when i was younger though when you were younger i think you care so much about what other i don't think this applies this isn't applicable to just one sex i think this is universal in regards mm-hmm. to genders but i think a lot of people when they're younger they care so much about checking boxes for other people and making sure other people's opinions of them are good or as good as they can be. I was raised in a church my entire life, and it was literally the cliche of you can't take a dump in this place without everybody knowing what color that is. Mm -hmm. That's what it is for a lot of people. But I feel like once you hit an age or a point where you are self-reliant, you are actually independent, Mm -hmm. 
not just independent financially, but emotionally, you are independent, meaning that um, I've dated or I've been married to people that are very codependent. And it's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just that, in my opinion, it's not something that I prefer because I feel like with codependency, it means a complete sacrifice of your independence, uh, what makes you you. Instead, you're living for that other person. In my mind, though, in a good relationship that we have is like, I want you to live for you. I want you to pursue the things that you like, not what I like, because that's what makes you you. It's what makes you interesting. And that's the reason you appeal to me. But if that changes, that dynamic changes, and you turn into a servant kind of role and you forsake everything it is that makes you you and that you want to do, it's not interesting because now I just have a mirrored version of myself. Right. I, I don't know. I'm for sorry. Codependency, <clears throat> um, if you struggle with that, you need to see what is lacking. Mm -hmm. What are you lacking so deep within that you don't want to spend time by yourself mm -hmm. or that you would rather cling on to the qualities of somebody else than getting to know yourself? Mm -hmm. I think that that would be something to dive into. That independency, that can be addicting. Mm -hmm. That can be very addicting, especially when you come through a very troubled relationship. And then, because there was a while there for, for a while, I was never on my own. I went from the military into another relationship and I shouldn't have done that because I was scared of being on my own. Mm -hmm. And I sacrificed some things about myself that I shouldn't have sacrificed. Mm -hmm. But then when you do get on your own and you force yourself to do it, you actually fall in love with it. It's really scary at first. It is. Because everything that you were running from, you can feel very cornered. Put it by your, put it by your mouth. There we go. You can, you can move it down if you need to. Here? Yeah, it's up to you. Uh, everything that you've been running from, whether it be through vices, um, hobbies it's going to catch up to you one day and it's better that you handle it head like face on um then it just kind of create an, a panic attack one day and you're like where does this stem from and it's because all those rushing thoughts finally like you're able to be at like alone by yourself mm -hmm. and then it's just so chaotic so i would sit with self often and reflect and journal mm -hmm. um do that type of self improvement i think there was um there was a time though between relationships that I actually thought about. I was like, I don't think I want to be with another woman for a while. It's like, I'm, I enjoy the, I, cause I think it was a lot of us. I was never with the right woman right. because the one thing that aggravates me most about women in general is the nagging. Mm -hmm. I, I see men and I'm going to say something that's very offensive, but I really don't care. I see men that have wives that do this and they only do it because you tolerate it. Right. You tolerate that nonsense. I can't stand that because it's like, if a man goes to work all day, if he's dealing with the stressors that you yourself talked about that are in the work environment, he's got to deal with all these assholes out there. And then he comes home and he's got a wife that is nagging him. That doesn't bring him peace. That does not bring him happiness. And there's a lot of men out there, they, they play off of this. Like, well, my wife is like, you're kind of a bitch. I'm just saying it. I was like, men that, that allow that in their lives and their houses and their relationships, you're kind of a bitch. It's like, you shouldn't tolerate that. Because and neither partner should. If a man is nagging the wife, she shouldn't tolerate that. Nagging in and of itself is not gender specific. I do see it happen more so in women. And I'm not saying it doesn't come from a place of caring. Right. It clearly does. Otherwise, you wouldn't be nagging. Mm -hmm. But I think there are ways of approaching certain things for your partner that don't have to come off as nitpicky yeah, and nagging. So off-putting. Yeah. Because I think when it, the first thing is respect. Right? Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. respect your partner and so one of the biggest things in the relationship, if not the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then the way I think of it is I want my partner to come to me. I want them to feel like safe and I want them to feel happy. Mm. I, <coughs> I don't think if you have someone just constantly putting all this pressure on you all the time or nagging your ear all the time, it's like it, they're not going to want to be around you. Yeah. So 
Something you just talked about, you want them to come to you, to be honest. Mm -hmm. There has been something that I have seen a lot of women talk about in that capacity. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you want a man to open up and share with you the things that he is fighting and battling with, some of these things might offend you. They might be something that you're just kind of like, oh, it's like, but when you open that Pandora's box Mm -hmm. and I've seen women do this and they say, I want you to share and they start sharing. They're just like, oh, wow. They're not ready. Well, no, it's not that they're not ready, that that dude will never open up to you again, nor should he. It's like, you're going to have to take the good with the bad on that. And the same for a guy asking a woman to open up. It's like, you cannot be so easily intimidated or offended or whatever the case may be. Cause like I've had, um, we've had conversations where it's like, you know, do you still, do you still love an ex? And it's just like, it's not that I love them. It's like, but we experienced a certain period of life together that I appreciate. I learned a lot from that. And it's not, I'm not just going to take that person, ball them up and throw them away. I think that's disingenuous. These memories still live on. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, when people try, it's, it's for example, like, and this is the basic thing. We, we've had this discussion about like, if we're out in public and you see a handsome guy and you say, that's a handsome guy, am I going to be offended? No. Would you say that? Probably not. That's not your style. Yeah. Would I say that? No. Towards a woman's like, God, Lord, Lord look at her, baby. She's yeah. hot. I'm not going to say that. For some people, for some people, they enjoy doing that with their partner. Maybe when I'm like 80 or something. But <laughs> right now, don't do that. But it's just people are so easily yeah. triggered and offended by right. stuff to where I've seen people are just very hyper focused. Did you look at that woman? That's obsessive. That's weird. But that's one yeah. of those things like if as a guy, when you see a beautiful woman, it's just like, oh, cool. And then you just kind of, you just keep going. Well, but if I a guy's like sitting there looking at her repeatedly, yeah, yeah. that's disrespectful to your woman. Right. But some of these men, their women have them trained to have like horse blinders mm-hmm. to where it's like they're intentionally looking the other way and acting in a way that is not normal for them. Right. So it's like, you can look, but it's not one of those things that you're staring. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people that do that, it's with the intent of control. Yeah. And um, it's like, if you're a man that actually loves and respects this woman, you're not sitting there like, you know, ogling everything that yeah. walks by. But there's a lot of women that will go after and chastise men. I've seen in gyms, mm-hmm. like where a woman is wearing something probably inappropriate from a gym. She walks by a dude on a treadmill and he's sitting there watching her walk by and the wife will get upset. It's like, wait, did he? If she's near you, like, have some self control. Oh, of course, yeah. I I get it. Like, it might be. But the woman jumps on it, though. No, I mean, and then for me, if I see something like that happen, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna waste my energy because nine out of ten, like, if if a woman caught my eye, I'm sure that it's gonna catch my man's eye. Mm -hmm. So, like, for a woman to be like, oh, did you look at her? Well, did she catch your attention? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I'm sure it caught his attention. Mm -hmm. Beautiful people. Beautiful people exist. Yeah. It's just part of And ugly people do too. We walk, we look, we look at the uggos too. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Just acknowledge it and keep it moving. I think it it can be a little embarrassing to even have to address it. Now, if it's something that's really bothering you Mm. and if it's, um, like too much and draw a boundary, say something. Yeah. Like it makes me really uncomfortable. I feel disrespected when you do this. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I say, but there has to be a modicum of common sense to this. Right. A guy or a girl, this, again, this goes either way to where a woman's like kind of sees a guy and then keeps looking. It's like, okay, that's not offensive. Yeah. Like you, that's a handsome looking guy. Fair enough. But versus sitting there staring at him is like, okay, that's disrespectful to your partner. Yeah. So, it's like you- but, I'm, but the point I'm trying to make mm-hmm. here though, is that the secondary that I just referred to where he's ogling, that is offensive and disrespectful. Right. But the reason I brought up the first point, I know that was probably not the best example to have, but the premise of what I'm trying to say is that people act differently by being around insecure partners. And that in and of itself is a, it's a doomed relationship. You're going to have to be your authentic self. And if that authentic self is not appealing to your partner, you shouldn't be together. 
Yes, I hope I hope that makes sense. I agree. But I want to go back to the respect aspect of this. Mm-hmm. How can a man? What What do you find attractive in, in terms of respect from your partner? I think um, whether it's down to like gestures, so just being a gentleman, I feel like that shows a sign of respect. So you like the gentleman aspect of that. What does that entail? Um, I, of course, like this. The standard things like opening doors, pulling out um, chairs, chairs and stuff like that. But um, you can be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I just feel like um, for respect. What are some things that I do that yeah. you appreciate as far as respect goes? Um, just thinking about me, like when you make a big decision or something, you you're not asking my opinion. Well, maybe you're asking my opinion, but not. I was about to say, I yeah. think I am. I I think think like I'm getting my, like choked out over yeah, here. You're Jesus. Asking my per- you're not asking permission. You're asking like how I feel about something. And that's important because yeah. I feel like ultimately you are the decision maker. But um, it just means that you respect me. Like if I had an opposing view about it, you or like you care about what I think, mm-hmm. which is important that you're not just like, well, this is the end all be all because I said so. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think there's the, you know, like we dance together so much. And even in tango, there's got to be a leader. It doesn't make one better than the other. It just means that we are equal, but there has to be a lead. You cannot have two leaders. There's not two team captains. There's got to be one. And this is the other point that I'm glad you brought up, that for a woman to allow a man to lead her, to fall under, I hate saying subjection, because it does come off as very like, you bow down. But for a woman to do what? Uh, submission is a good word. I think so? Yeah, but you have to, I think that has such a, maybe a derogatory, like, stigma now, mm-hmm. because people are like, oh, that's not with the times, but yeah. submission is earned. That and was about to say. Talk more on that, please. Yeah. Um, for you to submit to a man is an honor for him and for you to allow yourself to fall into that place um, of comfort and of safeness for you to allow that to really even unfold um and i think that's something that both of y'all have to be ready for the submission part what does it take for you to Uh, submit to a man time for sure time and then um just seeing that he's worthy of it and then a man of his word being a man of his word um yeah i I think just for me, it was just time and that he was able to lead, that I trusted him to lead me, mm-hmm. that I trusted him to fall into these roles of my life. Um, where, I, yeah, I think when you washed away doubt, I, I was able to kind of fall into that, that mm-hmm. place. <clears throat> what are some examples of a man leading that you like? I think what it, it was like an everyday situation just be like oh we're gonna we're gonna go out to dinner mm-hmm. or um even like if we're just walking down the street and i might be on one side and then you, i just feel your arm kind of like pushing me to a safer side I yeah don't know. well yeah for a lot of young men yeah. that don't know when you're walking down a pathway the woman always goes on the inside yeah a lot of guys, a lot of guys don't know this there's a lot of etiquette that has died throughout the transitions of generations mm-hmm. and a lot of men don't know this but yeah, like for, for example, it's like if you're walking down a pathway, 
um, <clears throat> there have been situations where we're walking down a city block and an unruly type is in front of us and immediately you're going behind me. And it's like, you will walk behind me until this person has passed. And matter of fact, it happened the other night. We were at the cupcake thing, the cupcake vending machine. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that guy, he was kind of, I don't, know, I don't know if he was homeless or not. Mm-hmm. He certainly looked that way. And people can sit there and they can judge that all they want. It's like, yeah. oh my God, you're judging a book by its cover. Absolutely, I am. Yes, I am. The area we're in, he, <clears throat> he wasn't fitting the setting. Yeah. So you get curious. So you, well, I mean, you do have to be cautious because with all the freaking smashing grabs and all the freaking violence that's befalling Dallas right now, it's like, I'm not going to put myself at the mercy of a criminal. I'm certainly not going to allow that to happen to you. And it's the holiday time. Mm-hmm. So, and with this economy, people are getting, you know, getting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fitness. Fit. This is another hot topic in relationships. I saw a tweet today and you have a lot of provocateurs on Twitter. There's a lot of people that are tweeting stupid things just to get engagement. They call it engagement farming, get likes, retweets, because now that Elon Musk has monetized the platform, the more engagement you get, the more views you get, the more money you're going to get paid, which is the incentivization behind that for a lot of people is to tweet out stupid stuff. Because I think we instinctively react to dumb things more so than we do positive things in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But one of the tweets I saw from this other woman who's, by the way, she's just an idiot. But she talked about um, getting fat in a relationship is a divorceable offense. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel on that? Where do you stand on that? I mean, I know I can only speak from like me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't allow that to happen. I mean, and there are health things that can happen. Like zero functioning thyroids, things like this. But um, I would have talked to my partner before it became anything where mm-hmm. there's no coming back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because we both have a fitness background, I'd be like, all right, baby, we're going to the gym. You know, kind of just take a different You're role. getting fat, John. You're getting yeah, fat. I would never tell my partner that they're getting fat. I know you would. Yeah. I would not. I would not phrase it in that way, though. <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> really? I You're going to throw me into the bus like that. Yeah. No, I, the premise behind it, I agree with. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you're turning into a fat ass. No, you wouldn't. I'm be like, baby, I think like maybe we should like the way you proposed it to me as far as yeah. when we had this conversation, because we made a promise to each other. It's like, if we start putting on weight, yeah. we're going to say something, but I don't think that's going to be a possibility because we do go to the gym regularly. Mm-hmm. But I think in a lot of couples, my, my mind on this is that the package you bring to the table, if you will, no pun intended, it's probably the worst example you can give in regards to weight. But the package that you deliver mm. is kind of like it's a business transaction to a degree saying, this is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I do. This is how I feel. This is how I think. And then you get into a relationship. And this happens to a lot of people. Suddenly that wedding ring goes on and it hits a pressure point that their gut starts to expand. Uh, I think it's a lot of lack yeah. of care because now it's like, well, I have somebody. I stop caring. You don't work out for your partner. Yeah. You work out for your, well, me. I work out for myself mm-hmm. because I care and like, yes, of course, I care about my health. Put the mic close to your mouth. Yes, I care about my health, but um, I'm doing it so I can feel proud. Tilt it back. This way? Yeah, right there. That's the front part. Okay. There you go. I'm doing it so I can feel good about myself, proud about my body. and then, Which is the right reasoning, right. 100%. Um, and then I don't think that you should let yourself go because now you're going to start feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. Now you're maybe going to be looking at what he's looking at a little bit more um, and you're going to be projecting and it's just not going to be a good environment for you or for him. You're not going to feel loved because you don't love yourself. So mm-hmm. how can you expect somebody to love you if you don't love yourself? Um, I think that can trickle down to a lot of other problems like intimacy, mm-hmm. you feeling so insecure that you don't want you want to like be intimate with the lights off or whatever, mm-hmm. the clothes on. 
uh, I think can lead to other problems. So instead of like going through that, just make a promise to yourself that I'm going to maintain this type of aesthetic for me or this body or this health um, for me. Mm-hmm. And then then you can think about your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's how I view it. No, of course, this is barring the whole child conversation. Women that are going through childbearing, oh, yeah. they're naturally going to gain weight. Oh, and yeah. that's that's the exception. I'm not talking about their medical conditions. No, no, no. Like We're saying women like that have children <clears throat> and stuff like that. Like give yourself some grace. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Just like birth the baby. Yeah, for give sure. Give yourself ample amount of time. I think now with social media, what I'm seeing is like the bounce back bodies. Yeah. Trending. It's like, seemed very unrealistic. Oh, my yeah. Like these women have like the type of money they have and then they have the baby and then they have the surgery and they have someone watching that baby. So yeah, they're going to bounce back because they're not malnourished and sleep deprived. Yeah. It's just like, give yourself some grace on that. It feels like (laughs) this is a common thread with women out there Mm -hmm. with these ridiculous beauty standards. I'm telling you this and I don't know. I don't think we've had this discussion. Uh I don't blame men on that one. I blame women. I don't blame men on that because for men to have certain beauty standards, women first have to exhibit those beauty standards for them to be thought of as attractive. Mm -hmm. So today's day and age. But what do men like ogle at, right? Usually it's the boobs and the butt. Okay. That's usually it. And then Um, so now if you look at like society, the BBL body is insane. Who's who's the one? Oh my God. She has like. There's so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) She got pregnant now Uh by some famous dude and he's like, no, I want you to have an abortion. She's like, no. But she has like this BBL. It's like the Brazilian butt lift. Mm -hmm. And it looks so ridiculous. It looks so fake. Like ant booty. (laughs) Ant booty? What's ant booty? It's like. Okay, think of a body of an ant uh-huh. and then how it's like bigger at the front. Uh, so they call it ant booty because yeah, their yeah. legs and butt don't match. Yeah, it's like a reverse muffin top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Sheila has experience that I don't. She yeah. was in the Dallas culture. I wasn't. So a lot of the stuff in the dating scenes out there. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I think women... Um, I'll, I'll put it this way, but as not a man. I'm knocking it, though, because it's changed so many people's lives. A BBL? Yes. If you go to the right doctor. I was about to say, though. like If you do like the natural one, there's so many different ones you can pick. Yeah, well, I think we're discussing more so like the exaggerations. Yes, right? yes. So the way I look on that is on any type of body modification is that we are here once. And right. if you really are battling something... Um, and you think that something that's going to modify your body is going to make you feel better about yourself, do it. You know, I that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you give me some examples of this? Like breast augmentation? Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, a lot of women can lose their breasts because of like their fitness journey. Mm-hmm. So then you don't feel like a woman anymore. That, mm-hmm. that was my um, situation. I didn't feel like a woman anymore. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have this nice body, but I'm flat. <laughs> so and then... It really just like you, you do it and then you're like, yes, you feel better. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. That's how I feel. About but it, it does feel like there comes a modicum of control with this because you've seen you've worked in that, that field yeah. that people will go overboard. They'll yeah. go massively yeah, overboard. For sure. And you have to be able to like look in the mirror and one have loved ones around you. They'll be like, this is too much. Yeah. Like you. My, <laughs> my brother told me too. Um, but anyways. Yeah, just and then don't get obsessed. I think that you want to be able to. For me, it was like the girls with me that I was working with. They're like, "Oh, well, we're gonna get it done," and then you kind of want to be like, "Okay." Peer or, pressure. And it's free, so that's yeah. another thing. If you work in the medical aesthetics industry, it's free. So you're like, mm, "We're kind of slow today." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm but. gonna give myself a third eyebrow. <laughs> no, these unrealistic beauty standards don't make it very difficult for women because. <clears throat> 
like on these these dating apps like Tinder and stuff like that. We met on Hinge, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have their social media linked to it because it is like a sort of passive resume. Right. Because I will go on her social media and I want to see the type of woman that she is and she's mm -hmm. posting. And if it's nothing but thirst traps, I probably don't want anything to do with it. Right. Because that to me tells you tells me that you want attention from non-existent people out there versus that you're satisfied with who you are as a person and you actually exhibit more than just looks. Right. Because I think when I was a younger man, yes, the looks were the most important thing. But now I feel like that I'm older. It's one of these things of the personality is everything. Right. If her per she, personality and looks, don't get me wrong. Like looks still matter. I'm not going to, yeah. I think people lie to themselves on that. It's like looks aren't important. It's like, then why aren't you dating an ugly person? It's no, like, I mean, <clears> but looks do fade, right? So then, oh, of course of they do. Yes. Like, we are yeah. a vessel. Yeah. Um, and then I find that. When I say looks, I mean someone that does not care about their looks. Right. Like okay. you, they look like they just walked out of Walmart. But when you love someone, do you notice that you don't see them anymore? Or is that just me? What do you mean? Like, I oh, yeah, like yeah. I, you have this haze or even all of my loved ones. It's like, I'm not really looking at them anymore. Yeah. I'm not looking at like the details of their face. It's just like they have this like haze of like they're being over yeah. them. Maybe. Yeah. That's well, no, like, I think it's because the looks box has been checked off. Right. Like you're, you're, you're fine. It's like, no, she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I like that. And then that kind of takes a backseat to the personality. Right. Now the personality shows through even more. Mm -hmm. And to be completely fair with you, I think your personality far outweighs your looks because your personality is one of peace. It's calmness. It's serenity. Um, uh, the things that I love about you are that in the morning when you wake up, you're turning on like a gospel song. And I know like my walk with God is not the best out there. And I am trying to do better on that one. But the fact that you're rooted in that, I definitely appreciate that because that makes me feel empowered to also not be, and I'm not saying I'd ever be ashamed mm -hmm. of being someone that does love God, but it does, it does feel empowering to have a woman. And that's why I feel like a woman's place in the home is such a important, crucial um, cornerstone that when a woman, <clears throat> let, me, let me push pause on this. <laughs> the first time you came over to my house, can you describe it? That was nice. It was? <laughs> you had like um, some... This little like scent pot going on. Do you know what I'm talking about? The scent pot? It had cinnamon and cloves and oh, oranges. Oh, yeah, that's for the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can just that was grill. Really oh. nice. Yeah. We need to do that again. Time. I love that. For those that don't know, you take um, a slice of apples, you take some oranges, cinnamon sticks, some nutmeg. Um, I forget what else we put in that. And you put it into a pot and you put it on a low simmer. And it just, it fills up your house with this holiday Christmas smell. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I'm talking about like decorations um, and stuff. Oh, I think it was blank. Yeah, I didn't like have that. Men don't care. I, I don't feel like by and large, a lot of us care about the looks of the house. It's just like roof, bed, crapper, shower, good to go. I, I can build from this. Yeah. But with women though, like when you came in and it was kind of like me, it's just like, you know, you're like, can I do this? Like, baby, it's like, if you're here now, you moved in, it's like, do what you want. It's like, I honestly, I don't want to say I don't care, but more so in the sense of like, this is your palate. And I think you have the skill, you have the gift to turn this house into a home. And that's what I feel like women sincerely do. Men, I just feel like men don't have that feminine way of making it feel like a home. And I think one of them is like the smell, like the smell of the house. We have the scented stuff that makes the house smell good outside of Athena when she's ripping ass all the time. <laughs> she does, it's horrible. But that's the one thing I do love about women is they bring in a sense of calmness. They, get, they bring in a sense of decor. And I do love that. That, that is one of those things which has allowed me to segue into the most important thing, not, not the most, but one of the most important things, and that's cooking. Ooh, yeah. You're a massive foodie. Mm -hmm. 
And I do, I do love and respect that about you because to me, it's just like food is food. It's, it's sustainability for military background where all the, the bells and whistles is just like eat it and go. Yeah. But you, you bring about a sense of enjoyment. You've opened my eyes to a lot of things in terms of restaurants, you know, the ambiance, the food, the presentation. It does come off kind of snobbish. But in a way, though, it's it's kind of nice because you'll ask me, it's like, what did you think about this or this restaurant? I was like, I go based upon your grading criteria. Right. It's so. an experience. That's why I like it. Um, I feel like you can bond with somebody over the food. Uh, it just feels good to be in those nice places uh, mm-hmm. and then just see how creative chefs can get as well. There was a tweet here. And it says from this woman, she says, if you want a woman to cook for you, you need to be excited about everything she makes you saying, baby, can you please make me that really awesome thing you make again? It was so good. And I can't stop thinking about it is going to get you way more home cooked meals and treats than saying you're the woman. It's your job to cook for me. Everyone likes gratitude and appreciation. No one likes entitlement. What do you think on that one? What do you think on that one? I feel like maybe that was like overdoing it a little bit, but I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some people, they share that role in the household. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on everybody's dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you grill for us. I, well, nice. I was going to say our, our dynamic is sometimes you cook and the other times I order Uber Eats. <laughs> you grill. <laughs> I don't mind Uber Eats. Yeah. But um, I don't think you need your ego needs to be fluffed like that. All you the don't time. think so? No. Well, for, for me, maybe it's just because it can depend on what type of household she grew up in. Mm-hmm. But all I saw was my mom cooking. I was like her little sous chef. So I enjoy cooking. It's not. And then I want my partner to be fed and mm-hmm. happy. And I don't want them to think about you being hungry. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't need an ego fluff like that. But it would be better to come home and be like, baby, could you please make this? Mm-hmm. Or I really give her like a heads this. up yeah. prior, though. Yeah, versus like it's your job. I need you in the kitchen. Make me a sandwich. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. No, of course, yeah. You're not gonna get anything. Yeah, I I think that that's like that one of those unrealistic expectations of mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, that that's such a slippery slope. It's Where like if that's that the dynamic mean? of your relationship, it's kind of like, it'd be like the guy. It's being mature enough to know that you're leading the house, mm-hmm. but that's not something you lord over her or hold over her head. Say I'm in charge. Right. If you're an actual leader, you should never have to say I'm in charge. Right. You just are through your leading capabilities for to sit there and tell a woman's like you need to be cooking. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's that's there's a duality to that. Mm-hmm. Like if she's not cooking and she's not fulfilling her end of the bargain, then yes. There but if she is, yeah, yeah. So like instead of it being a conflict, talk about it. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I would <clears throat> yeah, yeah, think yeah. that I need my partner or we need to take turns cooking or yeah. because of like the roles that I take here, it does seem fair for you to be cooking or why yeah. haven't we been cooking? Well, we've been ordering out more. Like even when you say like, hey, we've been ordering out a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm more conscious. Like, you know, I haven't been cooking, even though mm-hmm. I feel like I do cook at least like three times a week or more. But I think that because of the roles that we have automatically, I mean, she needs to allow some time to plan too. So mm-hmm. she doesn't feel so overwhelmed. More so he needs to allow that. If you're going to make yeah. a request for her to cook something, you got to make sure that she has time to go to the store, get the ingredients, right, do right. the recipe research, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I guess it just depends on like, is she working? You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, going yeah, on yeah. There? I don't think we have enough details, but um, well, let's talk about then our dynamic because you do work part time for shell shock. Yeah. And then the other time you're at home, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're doing the laundry. Um, so there is a dynamic there, but if you are full time, then I feel like this dynamic takes a different change and then it's a 50, 50 split, meaning I'm going to be cooking sometimes you're going to be cooking sometimes cause we're both working full time. Right. So I, I think the dynamic shifts based mm-hmm. upon where the relationship is. 
And I think going into an, any kind of new relationship, those boundaries or those expectations need to be established right from the get-go. Yeah. Because I feel like some people, they're kind of like, this is my expectation. It's probably a lot for a progressive woman, mm-hmm. but I'm going to slow release it in hopes I can change her. I think if you do that, that's a form of manipulation. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, just talk about <clears> it. Um, that's what dating's for. Uh, things that are important to you, see how they feel about it, and mm-hmm. then see if there's, um, I would say, wiggle room. Like, mm-hmm. see if there's room for negotiation. And if it's something they feel really strong about, then maybe y'all aren't meant for each other. Maybe y'all aren't in alignment. Mm-hmm. We're talking about progressive men. What are some turnoffs of progressive men in general? Some of the men that you've seen in Dallas, mm-hmm. just on the street, in passing, whatever, because I feel like, you correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. I think when a woman first sees a man mm-hmm. that she potentially might have a romantic interest in, one of the first things that she thinks about, I think subconsciously, is this, can this guy protect me? I guess so. I never thought about it like that, but just curious your thoughts yeah. on that. Um, I definitely I look at their legs. Okay. <laughs> I look at their like yeah, if they can defend me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's important, but I never really thought about that. But there was always like a little like physique checkbox, like but that goes with dating someone that's fit. Mm-hmm. You know, they usually When you say fit, you. what do you mean is fit? Um bodybuilder or you're just talking about in shape in general? In shape in general. Like healthy? Yeah, healthy. Yeah. But I think when people say fit, people's okay. minds automatically go to bodybuilder levels. Like that's oh, really? not true. Yeah. yeah I think, well, I, I say in that just past, to make sure. Yeah. When I was like, <clears throat> you know, really about the life, for sure that was a requirement for me just because I feel like the average fitness person would not understand like how, or, you know, I would have like flavorless protein with blended chicken breast. Like they wouldn't understand that. Yeah. So. I still don't understand that. Well, at that time, <laughs> I do. I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. would need somebody to kind of understand why it wouldn't be so extreme. But. No, no, I agree. I agree. Um, some other turnoffs of progressive guys, progressive relationships that you just don't feel would apply to you that you don't yeah. that you wouldn't care for. I don't really, I don't, nothing comes to mind right now. Would you ever date a progressive, if we weren't together, would you ever date a progressive like a guy? beta? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, are the two exclusive? I, I don't know. A progressive guy. Okay, so like, maybe not beta. more about your, like, I'm not trying to fight for mirror space, right? <laughs> like, I need some time. I don't want to worry about my consumer. No, that's actually a really good, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. A guy's, um... No, this is actually very important for a lot of younger dudes out there. This is this is the standard that I have. Mm-hmm. When I'm at work, it's work clothes. It's like right. whatever. But we go out. Mm-hmm. And here's something that I know. And like you young men should listen to this part. Like take this into account. A woman in general, and you can tell me how if I'm wrong on this one, she likes getting dressed up. She mm-hmm. likes being shown off. Mm-hmm. She likes being taken to nice places that she can feel like she's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to the opera. We go to the ballet. We just came back from Andrea Bocelli. Um, and what, what do you, what, what about that excites you? When it depends on the type of woman, right? Cause some people don't enjoy that. Right. But about that, I just like something about getting ready, putting on a dress, just like the effort you're putting into yourself. Mm-hmm. And then just being with your partner who's equally like you're dressed up too. You look nice. It just feels nice <clears throat> to look nice, to mm-hmm. gather yourself, to just like. Have a sense of style. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be out there like like a GQ guy, but it it would behoove a lot of these younger men. It's like, you need to have a good fitting suit or at least some nice clothes, a nice button up shirt. You can look good in a tie. Actually, I don't think people really wear ties much anymore. I think ties are more of a more business slash formal 
Um, when we go to the opera, like I don't wear ties. I wear a nice. Those ties look like they're kind of coming back, but I they do. Thought they were a little, a little cheesy. It, it depends on the person. Well, I think most people you see the nerds. Like suspenders. You oh know? God! I've been seeing some. That screams virgin. Yeah. That screams virgin. But suspenders can look really cute. They can. Actually, I need to bust mine back out for tango because I remember that one time I rocked suspenders in the tango. Oh, that would look yeah. good. Look, no, but a sense of fashion, but also um, hygiene. Oh, for men. I don't think I've ever dealt with a stinky man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Just because it, sh- it shows a lot if you're just out in public smelling. And yeah. You don't care about your hygiene. You don't care about yourself. So you definitely don't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. I That's think. why I felt like the military definitely set me up for a lot of success in the outside world mm-hmm. to where to me it was kind of like going before a promotion board. You're looking your best, your hair is cut, your nails are trimmed, like everything looks good, you're presentable. And I feel like that's a lost skill for many people. Like a lot of these dudes will just throw on some kind of rad tag stuff to go on a date. And it's like, that's your first impression. Please trim your nails and like (laughs) clean under your nails for a date because that is something that I look at. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if other women look at that, but... Women, women in the chat, do do y'all look at a man's personal hygiene on a first date? Is that something that really stands out? Like if the guy is uh, doesn't have clean fingernails, put it this way. If a guy doesn't have clean fingernails on a first date, is that a no-go? Is that the date's over? Because those fingers are going to try to touch you. So like if they're not- If you clean, allow them to. I'm saying they're going to try. So it's like, do you want dirty fingers? You know, mm-hmm. like, no. Let's talk about how soon would you say the status quo should be before a guy tries to go in for the first kiss? I would say feel the energy. Feel the energy? Right. Um I feel like a majority of the time it's like first date people are trying to kiss. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. if the connection is not there, do not. I don't I, I, man, I don't know. Um, we got yeses, yes, no sloppiness. Um, yeah, a lot of women are agreeing with you on that one. Um, I've been kissed I, for on me, the top of the head before. You talking about that. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I feel like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think like a first kiss, number one, I, I do like your point of the energy. But I think if you rush that, for me, it's like slow your roll. You, yeah. you got time. Like, look, if you're dating, if you actually like the person, don't try and jump into the sack right away. Actually get to know them. Because I feel like once you start throwing sex into the mix, it's going to cloud your judgment to a degree, especially as a guy. I think we are very sex driven. Right. I think it's in our nature. It's deny that is deny our, our number one, our sexuality, our sexual prowess. I think what men are actually put here for, which is to, to reproduce, to help them. I mean, they're very sexually driven and also, as are women. But I think when you try and rush that aspect of a relationship and the foundation has not been built correctly, um, it it can cloud your judgment on some things. And again, I'll be the first one to say that I don't always follow that. I mean, sometimes the energy is that you are just really attracted to each other and you can't help yourselves. But there has to come a sort of balance of like, look, don't let the sexual attraction cloud who she is a person. Because if the sex is wonderful, but she or he are not a good person, it ain't going to work. Right. So... So again, for me, I would never attempt a first kiss on the first date. Maybe not even on the second date. Really? Yeah, because the second it's like mm-hmm. well, again, I guess we could read the room. It'd be it'd be on the energy. Yeah. I mean, ours our relationship did not start off the status quo normal way. Yeah. So that was all about that. You was all about you wanting you some John. I was like, <laughs> damn right, you do, girl. We can thank Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. We can thank Edgar Allan Poe on that one. That's that's for us though. We'll keep that between us. Mm-hmm. But um. Talking more so in traditionalist relationships, 
Where do you think society has gone wrong as far as where women are supposed to be in today's society? Do you, or do you think that there's even anything wrong at all as far as like where you see modern day women saying, mm-hmm. if you don't have a career, that you, they look down their nose at you? Um, I think that where society has gone wrong about this. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you even think yeah. it has. If it hasn't, that's fine, I too. I think that what we have now are more options. Mm-hmm. And before, mm-hmm. these were not options. Very and, well said. Okay. Um, Can we... Let's let's expand yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah. So now that women are like, oh, I can earn more. I have more earning potential. I feel more empowered when I... I feel like safer when I have this type of earning potential. Mm-hmm. And then... Now I have to think about the societal pressures of like, I need a family, mm-hmm. you know, I need a husband, I need children. And it's like, well, how does this fall into place? So I think we're all still kind of learning, mm-hmm. you know, is this for me? Do I want to do this? Is this worth the stress? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause men have always had those options. Whereas women have not. Right. So y'all are kind of, you're coming into a different where you're already in a different society right. now that says you do have options. Right. So now <laughs> it's like, okay, am I going to be like the power hungry boss? Am I going to be just consumed with work? Or am I going to try to do this juggling act with mm-hmm. a, a husband and a family? Which is interesting because men don't have that option. Men are just naturally, I think, expected in most relationships mm-hmm. to be the provider, to be you're going to work. Mm-hmm. Whether it be you provide for the whole family or you provide a portion of it. But men, are, men don't have that ability to say, hmm. Do I want to be a traditional man or do I want to be a stay-at-home well, husband? Well, you're seeing because child care is so much. Oh, yeah. I yeah. actually worked with somebody where she was a breadwinner and mm-hmm. her husband used to play, like, professional baseball. Mm-hmm. And so they um, went on, like, a, a little role reversal where and they have, like, three children together. She was working full-time and he was staying home. And it, How'd that work? It kind of created some distance between them because he felt emasculated, mm-hmm. which I understand. But the daughters really loved it. Like, it ended up benefiting the kids more. Okay. And it made the family, like, in the long run, they sought therapy, and then they ended up, like, having a better relationship. And then he re- realized how hard she was working because mm-hmm. she was work and then have to come home, cook, yeah. clean, deal with the three kids, deal with him. So it kind of balanced. Wait, so he was taking care of the kids but wasn't cooking and cleaning? I think he was <clears> doing, like, takeout or... Oh, that's things. not the same, yeah. then. That's not fair to her. No. But so it's like if you're going to assume. So he stayed home because they had an infant and childcare was like way too expensive for that. So, so was she making more than him originally? Yeah. So that's why they went with well, not her. Not originally, but like it ended up being that he was transitioning from playing that oh, okay. to like. Finding well, another job. Yeah. What is my niche? Like what am I supposed uh, yeah. to do? So wow. it was like very transitional for him. Mm-hmm. By and large, would you think, what would you think of a guy? Let's just say that in our relationship, if I was to say, hey, babe, um, I think you need to go out and get a different job because mm-hmm. I kind of want to stay at home and have you take care of me for a little while. What would you say to that? I would ask you if you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, are you doing drugs? (laughs) I would just be like, I mean, I don't mind. I always said like, if I ever like have to, you know, go back to medical aesthetics. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just want to do a check in with you and make sure that because it's so out of your norm. I would just want to make sure that like you're mentally well and. But would you be like a little alarmed by that to say? Uh, oh yeah, because that's not who the man I met. Mm-hmm. And that's n- you've never talked about. Could you appreciate a man like that though? No. But you can be honest. And I don't think so. Why? Um, because I feel, for me, like 
to have a man that has drive and ambition, mm-hmm. you know, then you can see that. Then you can trust him as a leader. It, mm-hmm. it shows you that he's clearly able to lead himself. He I was about to ask you, what is one of the most sexiest things you find about a man? I know that you say that drive mm-hmm. and ambition is mm-hmm. definitely one. So now I feel like that's what my answer is. But uh, no, no, whatever you think. One of the sexiest things I find about a man, mm-hmm. the quality. Um... It's just like a, a strong sense of self, mm-hmm. like an unwavering sense of self that no, that other people cannot like sway in one way. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Do you think, though, that ambition is a dying thing with men these days? I think society in general is very, like, have gotten really lazy mm-hmm. or wanted more things like just falling into their lap or if things requiring more effort. It's just like more of an obstacle than ever before. But mm-hmm. I, I think we're, we're dealing with so many different things. Oh yeah. So the economy's in shambles yeah. right now. And you know, there's something to be said about younger men. You know, I tell these young dudes, it's like, you know, when you're younger, focus on you, focus on your career, build that kingdom that basically when you want to find a woman that is worthy of it, that you feel is, you know, brings that peace, brings that stuff. You got to have something to show for it. Now I'm not saying that you got to have a mansion. I'm not saying you have to have a very nice house, but you at least need to have something that she can, again, make a home. Mm-hmm. But then this economy, it's been it's become so impossible for a man to do that, much less a woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are people supposed to do? Now you're seeing people in relationships that are still living with their parents, but it's not because they want to, it's because right. economically they have no other alternative right now, but they still want to be together. Or worse, <clears> people <throat> that stay in relationships because they can't afford to be single. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, But isn't that interesting, though, how you say that, how if you're an independent woman, though, Mm -hmm. and you have the ability to earn on your own, you're no longer kind of tethered to that person due to financial constraints. Now you have the option. And I think that's a very good thing for women, though. That's why I think like if you're a young woman, you should be out there working to where you don't put yourself at a fiscal disadvantage of depending upon a man that you generally don't like. But now you're screwed and stuck with. Right. Yeah. Um. I think there's a lot of women that deal with that, though. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of people out there that are in relationships that basically they're just like, I can't leave that person because of whatever financial reason. It's just like, so then you don't love them, but you're still with them. Yeah. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, that's a good question. It's like, it is. What I would start doing was I would probably suggest to my partner, like, hey, you know, I feel like I'm not, um, I don't feel secure financially. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's time for me to get a job. Mm-hmm. And then I would talk a little bit about the things that I'm not happy with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because <clears throat> I'm not a divisive person and I wouldn't want to leave my partner, I would just be like, we, one, I would bring up the issue like, hey, these, I think we need to go to therapy or these are things we need to discuss or work on. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I need to improve? Because you don't want to feel like you're attacking your partner yeah. either, right? You don't yeah. want to just like, highlight everything you don't like about them because I'm sure there's things that like oh, you sure, might yeah. not like about you. Yeah, for sure. So I would bring that up and then depending on how that conversation went, then I would follow up with, you know, I want to feel a little bit of financial security and yeah, appreciate naturally. what yeah. you're doing here, but I'm going to, you know, start bringing in some money. But then he's going to be like, well, you're making your own money so you can start paying some bills. So I don't know. That's... I will see that's that's another good question, though, as far as the dynamic of relationship and every relationship is exclusive to that couple and they have to negotiate their own their own terms and conditions, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. because this is not the 1960s where women's can be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen and the man can afford everything right. like in this day and age. It's it's hard economically. Both of them are going to have to work if they want an actual house. Like, my God, even apartments here, 18, 1900 dollars for a one bedroom. It's like it's insane. insane. 
it's insane. And the housing market's just crazy. So both of them are forced to work. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely creates a kind of forced dynamic that they both have to adhere to unless, you know, they're already established and they're later on in their years. And it's like, well, you know, I I can financially afford all these things. So it does make sense. Um, If it's not like mendable, the relationship, I think my advice to any woman would be like, just always have a saving, a little bit of a savings. Think of like a start out with a three month savings, right? And then build from there. And then just have a little emergency fallback where, like, if you needed to, you could, like, rent a room somewhere. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about kind of like your culture, Persian culture. Uh, and this is just to educate people. Persian culture, when it comes to men and women leaving the house, what does that usually consist of? Um, so. Because you were raised Persian. You yeah, were raised very, very, very devotion. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to leave my parents' house until my ex you know proposed and stuff like that and so basically until your husband comes and gets you Mm -hmm. is whenever you're able to and and then technically like i wasn't supposed to leave because you know we weren't married but i think my dad's a little bit america has rubbed off on him a bit Mm -hmm. after like 30 years Um, so your dad is very he's definitely got that persian in him you can tell like he's just he's got his house in order you know he's got his things that he likes yeah but what was that like growing up in that kind of household challenging how so very challenging because because you're in american society which is not persian culture you're coming to an entirely different culture it was like a a cultural fusion because my mom's mexican my dad's iranian and then i'm you know i'm american you know so i am going to school with americans clearly and i'm just like seeing everything my friends are doing and i want to be able i want to wear a skirt Mm -hmm. or i want to be able to go to sleepovers um or be a cheerleader um, but I was only allowed to do like piano, flute, violin, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then when my dad wasn't there, you know, sometimes I'd have to ask my brothers cause that was the male, you know, figure, my older brother usually. And I'd be like, Hey, can I go, you know, play outside or Hey, can I go, you know, hang out with my friend or whatever it may be. So, or I wasn't allowed to go to parties without a chaperone in the beginning, yeah. uh, without a chaperone. So it'd be like begging my little my older brother please let me go with you i just like i want to be out i want to be free so things like that Mm -hmm. do you think any of those how you were raised benefited you in the long run for sure how so i think it allows for me one like i'm blessed to still have my parents together Mm -hmm. so i I told my dad once it's like to see like how i I needed a man to treat me. I shouldn't have looked further than uh, your relationship with mom mm-hmm. because of how like loving and nurturing he is and the provider role that he has. Uh, it kind of shows me like everything I've needed. It was like the prime example, but I think it took a little bit longer for me to realize that that's all I you know, wanted and needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just have this standard that I think that a lot of women might feel conflicted about, mm-hmm. but um I just have a certain way that I will allow someone to treat me, regardless mm-hmm. if it's a man or a woman, but especially my partner. I feel like respect is a very big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like loyalty is a really big thing that's been kind of like hammered into us. That's one thing on the loyalty thing that we talked about mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> we talk about loyalty to partner. I think that checks all the, the, the basic foundational boxes. But what happens when your partner, say, for example, is in an argument with his best friend mm-hmm. and your partner's wrong? What would you say on that? I would wait until we're they've calmed down timing is everything okay 
I would wait till they calmed down and then I would talk to them about it. And I'll clearly like make sure like no one's around. So we're in the privacy of our home. Okay. Like, hey, maybe I was thinking of how you handled the situation earlier with so and so. And how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd let you kind of express yourself, get some of that bottled up emotion out. And then I would tell you, I think we could have or you could have gone about that a different way and then kind of show you my insight on it or it appears that whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Or you were a little harsh, and I think that you were just had an emotional response. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think? And I would just talk to you about it. Yeah. Like that. No, no. The way you presented it, I think it actually, that, that makes a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. I feel like people do see it as an attack on their identity, their person. Um, I don't know. Like, for me, I'm kind of the opposite. It's like, I need blunt force right there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you handled that one wrong. I'm like, how so? But I do respect how you want to do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I do. I, you know, if you did that to me as well, I would, it would probably resonate more. I'm just accustomed yeah. to that military background of like, hey, you're fucked up and here's why. And it's like, yeah. yeah, you're right. I'll fix it. It depends on but, the situation. Yeah, true. Right. But I think, I, I don't know, I could be wrong on this one because again, my background is very different than mm-hmm. most men, but we're just, we are blunt. It's candid honesty. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, that's why I feel like on social media, they are not accustomed. I mean, maybe they are now because social media, it's like, if you want to get candid conversations, you want to get blunt forth truth, or if you want to get, you want to have your opinions questioned in the court of public dissent, um, yeah, go to the internet. But I just feel like in my background, it was like, um, like I just said, you're jacked up. You need to fix this. And it's like, Roger that. Then you work on it versus, you know, with a woman, it's a more genteel way of yeah. saying, Hey, let's, let's, and that's why I feel like the, the, the duality of men versus women it's, it's needed. It's the yin and the yang. It is the compassion. It's the nurturing versus the man's very aggressive, very stern, very direct. It's like a good duality because sometimes the woman's got to rein the dude and it's like, hey, now's yeah. not the time to be an asshole. Flip the switch off and let's think rationally. I think it really depends on the situation, mm-hmm. um, the severity of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have an issue at all being like, that was over the line. That was, you know, we could have handled that differently. But timing, I feel like timing is everything too. Of course, yeah. 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 Why do you think most women in society right now are single? Or why do you think women in general are single or choose to remain single? If I'm going to have to be out here (laughs) struggling and at work all the time, I'm not going to put up with anyone's bullshit mm-hmm. like i have a more we don't if, cuss on this show oh, i'm so sorry i'm totally kidding okay. i just said fuck like not even five minutes <laughs> no i'm totally kidding you've listened to the show I know, I don't how know. did you not get that <laughs> anyway um, if you if you're if gonna be I'm out gonna here be out here providing so i'm the sole provider i whatever i'm like my own responsibility yeah i'm not going to i just have like a harder boundary we have hard i feel like we have a we're more like sticklers to what we've already learned. So it's like, <clears throat> I'm not going to let you come in here and disrupt me. Yeah. You know, I feel like maybe that has something to do with it. And if you, I think some people view others as disposable now because of social media. Use them and then kind of throw them away. <clears throat> yeah. Or even outside of that, it's like, oh, I have a partner but I can get another one, you know, like you're not the end all be all type thing. Do you think there's anything wrong with women using guys on first dates for food? Yeah, that's weird. One, you're wasting, I'm really big on time. Like you're Mm -hmm. wasting your time and your energy. This Mm -hmm. is an energy exchange. It's rude Mm -hmm. and you can't can't afford your own dinner. Yeah, It's it's just rude. Mm -hmm. It's like when I see people looking at others as a meal ticket, it just says that, you don't really respect yourself, your time, or clearly others. 
What would you say is the worst first date you've been on? Mm. Let me see. Or at least uh, just There's a date in so general. Whore! <laughs> 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 um, no, just any date in general. What was like the worst and why? Uh, I think this guy, oh my God, he took me to a jazz lounge. I hate jazz. Okay, oh, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. stop. No, wait, wait, it's wait, wait. Chaotic and it no, 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 no. You're talking about, irregular. oh my God. Baby, I've got to expose you to actual good jazz. I think he probably took you to a more high tempo version of jazz, which is its own genre in a sense. Heart palpitation. Yeah. Uh, so th- I'll play you some more jazz music like Please the Dave. No, 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 no. You you listen to the Dave Brubeck. Oh, yeah. okay. You know what? I'm being a hypocrite here. If it's not for you, it's not for I you. Don't but I would I would suggest you let me at least mm-hmm. let you listen to some alternate versions of yeah. jazz that are not of like the clarinet like crazy. Yeah. Oh, I can get how that's the, to me that's the same as like scream oh, rock. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't get I don't get scream yeah. rock. Like I'm not out there trying to like slit a goat's throat mm-hmm. and piss on a cat and worship Satan. It's not my thing. But jazz, though, jazz is supposed to create a sense of calmness. And if it's not, it's probably not your type of jazz. There are other versions that you can put on jazz, and it's soft, it's slow. It's Because the reason I say this, I know you. I know your piece. Mm -hmm. And I think you just need to get exposed to the right kind of jazz, because I think once you unlock, you see that, you'll be like, oh, I really like this. It's kind of like, you know I like steak, but there's a specific steak restaurant you want me to take, you want to take me to, because you know I like steak. Mm Yours is peace. You like music that brings you peace. There are plenty of versions of jazz that are very peaceful. It's very romantic. Um, but anyway, he took you to a jazz lounge. Right. And so. Which I, th- I think jazz a jazz lounge is a great it, first date. If, well, not. It wasn't I'm because sorry. of um, the music. Okay. It was because it was so loud. Yeah, I was so about to say like, that. Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. You're like screaming in my ear. I still can't hear you. And don't you. take her to the movies. Yeah, don't take her to the concerts, theater. Don't take her to an opera yeah. concert. No, that's not a good first date. Mm-hmm. And then his breath was kicking. Oh, God. It was awful. Really? And I'm like, Oof. That bad? It was It was pretty bad. It was like that one when we went to go get Fireball. She's a massive Fireball fan. I don't care what any of y'all think. <laughs> um, the lady was a whiskey. Uh, she had a, excuse me, a little booth there. And... I don't know. I don't think I got a nose like a dog, but you say I do. do. But she, we walked up and she seemed really sweet. And as soon as she opened her mouth to speak, I was hit with something that just smelled like bad cheese. It was bad. Sheila doesn't like that. She'll like throw up. It's hilarious. But no, I think that's a massive, like to me, it's like, no, this is over. Like I cannot tolerate a bad breath. It's disgusting. Maybe it wasn't so bad, but I was just offended because we're on a first date. You didn't get some mouthwash in there. Like you didn't plan for this. Like Mm -hmm. he dressed nice. He looked nice. But I was just like, how can you walk around with that? And then how can you also be like in my, so close to another person? Like I just felt like that was rude. There was that. And then... I just so wait, so you couldn't hear him very good and his mm-hmm. bad breath, he had to lean in close to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So every time you're getting dusted with this dragon's breath. I ordered breath. him a shot of rumple. <laughs> and I was like, yes, swish that around. <laughs> so you were trying to help this dude out and he wasn't taking any hints. I mean, he had the rumple. So well, I, what's rumple? I've, I've, it's like peppermint vodka ooh. or peppermint something. Schnapps. I don't know, but strong. I'm interested. This it's, sounds it's good. Like, it sounds like a bitch drink. I'm all for it. It's not good for you. Well, no. Uh, what? But I think it's just like <laughs> We're doing quality. shots of fireball before we go to tango. I mean, come, what are you the talking about? The quality is lower. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that is a, that's a little party trick if you're out with somebody and mm, they have- okay. 
hellacious breath, mm-hmm. order them a shot of rumple. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's see who can put it in our mouth the longest. And it's like, oh, <laughs> we can go places with that. That's not going to end the way you'd want it to. It's like, oh, okay, if them's the standards, well, we're going to play a game after this, and it's called Hide the Salami. <laughs> Uh, out, out on a date and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's, let's, let's move on from that. Let's, okay. let's just, uh, in general, mm-hmm. when you see these guys in the cities, mm-hmm. number one, when it comes to wealth, mm-hmm. is wealth one of the bigger things that you look for in a guy? It, it, does, does, the, does the money matter? I think that the type of like men in general, like if you're looking for a gentleman and if you're looking at the way, and if you have these high standards, a lot of the times they're going to have a successful career Mm -hmm. if they carry themselves well if they're a gentleman they groom themselves they care right then they care what would you consider to be a successful career then what do we tell let's let's frame this Uh to make sure people someone that has like something that they're passionate about are you asking for like specific uh i'm talking more no 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 no. more so in the uh can you pull the wire down under the mic that's driving me crazy there you have you pull it down perfect there you go yep just there you go because it looks like it's one to like hit your mouth. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I meant more so in the sense of like, okay, in this economy, there's a lot of guys that are struggling. Right. And I feel like a lot of guys are afraid to date women or go on dates with mm-hmm. women because they just don't have a lot of money at the, at the right. current time. Would that deter you? Say like the guy is a good gentleman. He exhibits all the traits that you like, mm-hmm. but maybe he's just not on good financial times at the moment. Right. Would that be a deterrent for you? I don't think it would be a deterrent, but it would like let me know that maybe they don't have the best money savvy skills. Like they're not the best money management skills. Mm-hmm. Because if they do have a career, um, I, I would just kind of question their like saving ability. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like I have dated guys like that, and then they try to get you to go back to their house, and it's like, well, that's not an option. And they're like, oh, I'm trying to save money. And it's like, hey, we can go. Oh, you mean like go to the house and eat versus go out yeah, to save money? I, I Ugh, understand no. that. No. Be, I just met you. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's a that's a big no go. That's a massive red flag. You right. don't ask somebody back to your place on a first date or even a second date. Right. Maybe not even a third. Maybe a third date. Maybe a third is like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to cook if you'd like to come over. You know. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this then, real quick. Mm-hmm. This is another important thing that I think men need to adopt to a more progressive stance on this one. Is on the first date, uh-huh. does the man pick up the woman to go to the date, or does he meet her there? With everything <clears throat> going on in today's society, I would not recommend it. Um, I wouldn't let someone pick me up. And I think that sometimes it puts women in like an uncomfortable situation. Like, I don't want to be rude. I don't want him to think I'm not interested. I am interested, but I want to feel safe. And then I highly recommend for the woman to always have her own car or Uber out of there. Mm -hmm. Just because if you want to leave, you can. That's an option. You don't feel like obligated to stay there. Yeah. I think a lot of men miss out on the points of like, mm-hmm. look, you are still in a man's world. Right. You are physically more dominant. You have the ability to defend yourself. She's not. She's in this man's world. I think you should make every effort you can to make mm-hmm. her feel, number one, safe. Right. I think that's a massive green flag for most women that if a man comes in there, mm-hmm. number one, and understands the culture is how it is now to say like, look, um, there's a lot of guys that will make a big deal about like, I have to be sitting facing the door. It's like, mm, okay, yes and no. I think a lot of guys just posture because they want to be thought of as like some kind of operator. It's like, look, if I'm carrying mm-hmm. my back's the door, I can easily turn around, whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but when guys like make a point to showcase, this is who I am is what I do. It's a little over, it's a little over. I kind of nope. think it's sexy though. I like it. In a sense of what, yeah. I'm, what I'm talking about more so in a sense of like, they're making a show of it oh, okay. for the sake of showing off versus you just do it. Mm-hmm. But when I think men 
need to understand is the conditions of our, our culture, our society currently. And it's that women are easily victimized. Women are easily, um, just assaulted. It's just, it's, it's very easy for homeless people or it's very easy for criminals to go after women. And so I think when men understand that and they see like, look, um, rape culture, spiking drinks, all kinds of, all kinds of things that happen that can go wrong on a date. I think a man needs to identify those possibilities and through subtle acts, show her that I'm not one of those guys. Like if say, for example, if we were sitting down and, um, you'd order a drink and then you said, I need to go use the restroom. I would probably suggest that look, um, Take your drink probably with take you. your drink with you even though that's gross but it is like, gross I'd rather have like uh, that than yes. potential roofing absolutely yeah or uh i mean because again that's just one of those things like if she orders the drink then realize she has to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. be like hey um just take your drink with you because yeah. i just don't want you to feel fair enough mm-hmm. and it would if a guy said that it's to you kind of awkward though. it is you know, it is like, but how would you feel if a guy said that though if, if you were if we sat uh-huh. down and you know our first date probably safe i would feel safe would you would that that wouldn't offend you if the guy was like, hey, would you do me a favor? Just take your drink with you because I don't want you, you know, I don't want your drink here unattended because no, you don't know me. No, but then I would, I think I'm an overthinker. Oh, really? So I'd be like, oh, is this so game? Is he trying to get me to leave my drink here? So I, maybe I'm I think you're overthinking yeah, on that one. I think that's overthinking. And then I leave my drink there and then he roofies me. Exactly. And then I would take my drink. Ultimately, that would yeah. be the decision. Yeah. If someone suggests that. Yeah. Um, or maybe the guy can say like, Hey, would you like, well, no, cause she couldn't ask for another drink. Cause then it comes off. Like you think she's an alcoholic, Just like slam the drink and go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies in the chat, would you, would you say that, you know, um, would you say that like taking your drink with you? Is that, is that weird? Is that offensive ladies in the chat? I'm curious on this one. Because then where are you going to put it? In the bathroom? On the little trash can? That's gross. Uh, that's your problem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Yeah. I mean, I've never felt like I had to put something over my drink before or like put a napkin over it or take it with me. To the but that's not going to stop it, though. It makes me feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> a napkin? <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone do that at the bar? Oh, yeah, of course. And absolutely. they put their straw through that or they even have nail polish where... Yeah. You can test it or straws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good thing, though, because there are creeps out there. And it's not just exclusive to men. Women do this sometimes, too. Um, I would say I'm, I'd be more trusting of a woman. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys out there that are predators, and women do have to watch themselves with that. So, all right, we've been going for, wow, we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. All right, we need to wrap this up. What are some some takeaways that you could give or some advice you can give to, to women, younger women that are out there in the single world still looking for a man? dating what's something that uh or some things you brought you want to leave with them some parting advice i would say to um have some non-negotiables some things that you're not ever willing to jeopardize about yourself uh, because it is easy to lose yourself take time to heal uh take time to know yourself take time to love yourself um and then to not put too much pressure on you or your partner as far as like where the relationship will go because everything will unfold exactly how it needs to. Um, and <clears throat> stand by boundaries and make sure you're respected. Another question is from the chat. Does body count matter? For the guy or for the girl? Either. Um, because if we're going equality, if we're going equals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we all have a life before we met our partner, right? Mm-hmm. And even though we would like for them to be in this angelic light, that's really not how society is. So for me... Personally, I don't think body count matters. Like if 
but I am seeing like how he interacts with other women because mm-hmm. they can still have those like hoe tendencies. <laughs> so I'm like, let's see how he acts in the situation. Right. But if all remnants of hoe is gone, then fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never heard a man referred to as a hoe. I like man hoe for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's fair. I think, but what if his body counts like 300? What if you're like dating Gene Simmons? who's like banged not over like a thousand probably women. Probably not for me. Yeah. Really? I think there's a cap to that. I don't know what that cap is. I would just have to hear about it. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Do you think it matters for a woman that has a high body count? Uh, Ooh. I mean, Ooh. Do tell more. No, that's. I think it's different for a woman because you're allowing. I don't know if I want to say this. It's like you're, you're allowing, allowing someone, someone, to, someone enter to enter you. you. Yeah. And you should be more cautious of that. Um, and the energetical exchange and you can carry in like other people's like trauma with you. It's just like for me, I think it's a little bit more different um, because a man hasn't. I think little to no connection or they can have little to no connection, but I know that it's very difficult for a woman to find that switch in her brain and to keep it on. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes you carry more people with you than you need to. I can, I can tell people for, you know, we've had this conversation. This is nothing new, but I can tell you is like, I've been, I've been with women and you do lose that emotional connection. You, mm-hmm. you kind of, it turns into a bartering thing. It's yeah. like, I'm using you for sex. You're using me for sex. There's no emotional connection. Sex is just an act. And I feel like that was something that was kind of like <clears throat> in the military or in society in general. It used to be like if a guy's got a high body count, he's a player, he's cool, he's he's hip. And then hip, she just sound like a boomer. <laughs> but, you know, it's just he's respected because he can nail any woman he wants. But then um, there is something to the effect of men that have lower body counts that do that do respect and appreciate that emotional connection, that exchange of energy. Because before I was like, I don't agree with that. But then you get older, it's like, no, I actually do agree with that. I think there is an exchange of energy. Or if there is no exchange of energy, you are closing yourself off from even being able to exhibit that energy. Mm-hmm. It's a very dangerous line because again, when you find that right woman, are you be able to turn that switch back on? Because you've already used sex as a means of just achieving what you want and there's no emotional connection. Can you reverse that? And it's like, for many people, I don't think you can. I think you become emotionally numb to some things. I'm not saying it's not possible, but that's just one thing I would caution a lot of guys on. It's like, look, I understand the pressures out there of like banging as many women as you want, yada, yada, yada. But I think there's something there to the effect of you can be so independent that you don't, number one, I don't give a damn what society thinks. Um, You know that about me as well. It's like, I don't care if people don't agree with my politics, whatever the case, I think it's one of those things you got to do and learn what makes you happy. And you also have to learn yourself. Right. You've definitely got to learn yourself and your flags, your triggers, your, your things that make you a better person. But I think with a lot of men out there, it's like the biggest thing I would say as a takeaway is like, stop giving a damn what society thinks and focus on yourself. If you want to be a leader, that means you have to put yourselves, you have to put yourself in a position to follow. You've got to be a good follower in order to be a good leader. The same in tango. In order to be a good leader, you need to know what that follower is feeling. Otherwise, you'll never know. There's no connection, though. So, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for being here today. I know I pulled this on you out of nowhere because we were just we were practicing the gym, and you know, I was kind of like, we need to do a podcast today because people have been asking for this. They were like, I want a relationship dating advice podcast, and I think we'll do more of these because uh, I think it resonates with a lot of people out there. They do like hearing this kind of stuff. So, but anyway, we appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same channel, uh, 12 p.m. CST. We were a little late today. I apologize for that. But we will be back tomorrow right here. Make sure you check out shellshockcbd.com, sponsor of the episode, 1920brand.com. And again, we're still running the deal. Code sample is going to save you 50% off of your order of sample or sample packs on Shellshock CBD. What is one of your favorite products from Shellshock? I would 
would say fallouts. You like I fallouts? take them every day. They're like in my purse, in my gym bag. It helps for anxiety or just like kind of relaxes you. Um, I like them. You like the fallouts? Yeah. What fallout about the halos? I like, I mean, they're very potent. So I have to just like nibble on a corner. I think that one of them could last me for like six days. You Damn. See, you see how small Yeah, you straight bite. up like chipmunk that's, you know, <laughs> like one little nibble and then you're baked and you're like, you're good. Yeah, because I don't like to be extremely high. Like I don't want to be launched. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you for your busy schedule. Appreciate that. Folks, make sure you check us out on Rumble if you could. Oh, by the way, we've got our locals set up now to where it was um, It was before we disabled, but now we can. If you want to support us on locals, you can go check us out. Join the community there. We talk about subscribing, supporting the show financially. It goes a long way, folks. So if you hit that local button and you go subscribe for like four bucks, five bucks a month, it goes a long way. We greatly appreciate that. Keep us independent. Keep us, keep us out there fighting this good fight and fighting truth. And we'll be back tomorrow with Josh to talk about more about what's going on with the Trump issues of being off the ballot. Because now 16 more states are vocalizing their dissent and saying they do want to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. We're going to look at this. Again, I still disagree with this point, but we're going to watch as these other states, Texas included. I don't agree with this. So we're going to see more coming to you tomorrow. So again, if you could just drop off on locals and support us there. So until next time, stay savage, America.